And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. And here we are once again in our social distancing studios with uh, you, John Bon Jovial, over there on the East Coast, and me, some 2,000 plus miles to the west of you in the middle of the desert, and uh, both of us experiencing some uh, warm weather, that's for certain. And uh, we're ready to go rock and roll with a great show today. We've got a new artist by the name of Savannah coming in, and then we've got our interview with Tommy James. But first, we have got a new artist. That, well, he's not exactly a new artist. He's the uh, singer, songwriter, and lead vocalist of the Gaslight Anthem Group, uh, does rock, punk, heartland rock, folk, rock, you know, all genres. He's out with a solo album, and I think you're going to like this. Some good stuff on this album, and here's a track called When You're Ready. Here's Brian Fallon. In this life there will be trouble, but you shall overcome. They'll hurt you in your heartstrings. Dust, but you do just like I told you. Stand strong and hold your own. Soft answer, quiet breath. A gentle whisper breaks a bone. I can't tell you who love. I don't know who that might be. They cheer you up like crazy Sweep you right up off your feet Though I don't want you to grow up Cause I don't want you to leave When you're ready to choose someone Make sure they love you Make sure they love you Death is mine Feet. 
which has already flown And I'm watching you just color Yeah, I'm watching you just color With your brand new pajamas on I can't tell you I thought you'd like that song, and that's one of those songs, you know, you just want to say, you know, I wish I'd have written that for my kids. If you didn't catch the drift of it, I, and it's it's easy to miss, the lyrics are a little subtle, listen to it again, listen to the lyrics, and uh, I, I think you're really going to like that song. It's from a great album, as I said, the guy is getting a lot of attention right now, you're going to see it all over the place, check him out, Brian Fallon, his new album is called Local Honey. And uh, that song you just heard is called When You're Ready. John Bon Jovi, what do you think? Well, I like the song. It kind of reminded me, brought me back to the 70s a little bit uh, with a country singer named Gary Stewart. And it totally different style of music, but the quality of the voice work was very similar. And uh, I always was a fan of that guy anyway. So, yeah, I was impressed with this. Nice job. Yeah, I think you'll like the album. I got to listen to it earlier today, and uh, it is. It's a very listenable, enjoyable album. And like many of the artists we've had on here, he he puts meaning into his songs. He's not just writing songs and lyric rhymes and things. Uh, it, he, he, you get the feel it comes from the heart. And uh, right now, hey, we can use an awful lot of heart because we got a lot going on, and it's a... Uh, it's a tough world out there, don't you think, John Bon Jovial? Yeah, you know, I was having a conversation. I was talking to Savannah here just a minute ago, and I've also brought this up with several other people uh, here in the last couple of weeks. Just the fact that this is such an extraordinarily, historically weird time that we are living in right now. Uh, I, I've never seen anything like this. I'm a very physical person. You come in the door, I'm gonna, I want to shake your hand. If you're a good friend of mine, if I haven't seen you for a while, I want to give you a hug. And you can't do that. And it bugs the hell out of me that you can't do that. I know. I know. I am the same way. I think it's, uh, you know, that, that European uh, heritage, you just, you know, of welcoming uh, Hugging is great, and you've gotten used to it, and you want it. It's normal. Yeah. It's, it's beyond normal, I think, almost a necessity. But really, the bottom line to all of this is that, you know, is 
as difficult and unaccustomed to this as we are, there are basic things. You know, what our mothers and fathers told us when we were kids, wash your hands. And there really is a great degree of truth to that. Wash your hands. Keep your distance from people. Uh, It's really, really hard to do, but try to avoid touching your face. Just these basic yes, things, one and, of the... and, and, and we'll get through it. But you know what? Look, that, that Dr. Fauci's in Washington to talk to us about that. We're here to talk about music. We are, and before we get to our first guest, I wanted to touch on one subject that's very near and dear to all of us, I'm sure, and that is how you and I can help our musicians survive this struggle that we're going through right now. And I'm just going to mention a couple of things Really quickly, you might want to write them down if you don't have a great memory because they're worth keeping in your mind. One of them is don't hesitate to give cash to artists in need. If they ask for assistance, believe me, 99% of them aren't trying to take advantage of you. They're trying to struggle to survive just as you are. Merch is still the number one way artists make their money. If you haven't bought that T-shirt or that new album, whatever it is you've been thinking about, do it and buy it from the mer- from the artist if it's at all possible. The smaller the artist, the more your help matters to that artist. Donate to charities who provide direct aid to musicians. Do the research. Find out the legitimate charity the legitimate charities that donate to musicians and support them. Hold on to your postponed concert tickets and show tickets. That way, you still have the seat and the artist still has the money. Buy virtual concert tickets. There are a lot of them coming up in the next few weeks. Buy them. And shout out to your favorite bands and musicians online through social media and their website. Keep that in mind. Any questions, hey, write us. We'll be happy to direct you in the direction of whatever you need to know. David at thedavidbowers.com. Right now, our first guest standing by, as John Bon Jovial just said, So uh, let's listen to Tune by Young Lady, who goes by the name of, (laughs) we're having fun here today, I can see that already, Young Lady, who goes by the name of Savannah, and this is her tune called We Are Us. I've been sitting here Wondering about this world What's been going on With our boys and girls Used to put on the news Learn something cool But lately Oh, too many fights It's never right And hating There's no guarantee That there will be A tomorrow Wondering about my life Although we don't know We see eye to eye We can't understand Give a hand and maybe soon We 
can't take a stand Make a better land for me and you Try to guarantee that there will be a tomorrow Cause we are but We still pray We still love every single day Yeah, if I'm wrong and keep my heart open Never lose a love It's just who we are Yeah And there you go. Her name is Savannah, and she's here to talk with us today. Come on in. Say hello, Savannah. Hello there. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Just fine, thanks, and so glad to have you here with us. Now, I understand, if I got my notes correctly, that you uh, you trekked all the way to the music world from uh, someplace in Nebraska? That is very true. But tell us about where you came from, because that, that, you know, the roots are so much a part of the makeup of an artist. That is very true. Yes, I come from a super small town called Pawnee City, Nebraska. It is a town of about 900 people or so, so it's very, very small. So definitely moving to Nashville was definitely a big change for me. Oh, I'm sure it was, and I can relate to a degree uh, being from a small town in upstate New York myself, although not quite as small as the one you were from. I think <laughs> back back when I was in there uh, you know, long ago in a galaxy far away, uh, I, I think it was a population of about 2,500, which was still, you know, it's not a megalopolis yep. by any uh, stretch of the imagination. <laughs> right. So I can relate with the uh, with the growth and everything. Now, I'm sure you brought a lot of your your roots with you. Now, do you still have family back there? Yes. Yes. All of my family is still back there. My parents and my two siblings still live in Nebraska. Yes. And how do they feel about your, your transition moving to Nashville and, you know, on the road to, uh, well, on the road to becoming a star, basically. Oh, it's been great. You know, they've always been super supportive. So they were all in with me moving here, especially because it was coming here to pursue my dream. So Sure. They definitely, they didn't have any hesitation with me moving here, so it's been great. 
Awesome, and that is so important to have that uh, that uh, support from your family and friends back home. And I presume you'll be uh, you'll be trekking back there as often as you can to to keep contact Absolutely. with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how tell us because this is something that a lot of artists are going to say, "Wow, she did that. How did she do that?" Well, tell us how did you make the you know obviously you got the you know, the spirit to move from whichever inspiration you got, it comes to you and you decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to do it. And this is when, how did you make that transition at, once you decided you were going to Nashville? You know, I think it was a multitude of things. Growing up, I was always very interested in music. And as I, as I got older, I just became more involved, whether it was for school or, you know, outside music events. And, you know, as I got into high school and then transitioned into college, you know, it was just something that was always in the back of my mind. And music was always my first passion amongst anything else that I was interested in. And so, you know, when I, when I graduated from college, you know, I actually had a very good discussion with my parents one night. And, you know, they just said, you know, Savannah, you know, nothing's holding you back. You know, like, go do it. You know, go do what you love to do. And you never know what's going to happen. I mean, what is there to lose? I mean, as long as you can say you went down trying, I mean, there's no harm in that. So, you know, it was it was kind of that talk with my parents that one random night, um, you know, after I was graduating from college. And that just kind of really gave me the motivation to say, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I, to be honest, I can't believe I did it. You know, I lived in Pawnee City my whole life, you know, I lived in a small town my whole life and I never thought I would live in a big city like this, but you know, it's been fantastic. Um, I can't complain and I still have the support from my family. You know, I keep in touch with them all the time. Um, and you know, it's, it's been great. It hasn't, you know, been a horrible experience or anything like that. (laughs) So it, you know, it, it has been, it has been really good. Savannah, uh, the question that I have for you is, you know, and, and I really wasn't sure what I was going to ask you, uh, but this last snippet of conversation, it, it came to me. Uh, you, you've heard of the expression, uh, a watershed moment. Right? Yes. Okay. And we all have them in our lives. And a, and a, um, a, a real, to me anyway, a real watershed moment is a moment that happens and you don't realize it at the time until later. Did, did this happen with you when the realization dawned on you, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do with my life? And, can, and, and you remember where you were and what you were thinking when you made that decision, even though you may not have realized it at the time, that that was your watershed moment. Did that happen to you? You know, actually, yes. You know, growing up, I always knew I wanted to pursue music, but it wasn't really until... I was with my grandma, my late grandma. Um, we kind of had a moment when she was on her final days, and she was always one of my biggest fans, and she just looked at me and just said, Savannah, like, you have to do this. You know, you have an incredible voice. Like, this is something you've always wanted to do. And I don't know, something about that moment, that really special moment between me and her, I was just like, you know what, I have to do this. I really have to go do this. And so... When I graduated from college, that was the one thing that was on my mind. And I had all the support from my family, and I ended up moving here last year, and 
it has been absolutely fantastic. So I think she was a huge motivation for me. Just something about that moment that I was just like, I have to do this. Like she made me realize I have to do it. Wonderful. And if I follow up on the next logical step there, uh, which, you know, every artist in the world who's thinking about making a move like this is going to say, okay, I understand I've had my watershed moment or this has motivated me or I just decided listening to Savannah that I'm going to do it. Whatever their reason, their motivating factor is, the next thing they have to think of is finances. I mean, you can't just uh, pack up with a pocket change and a gas card, go to Nashville and survive. I mean, Nashville is a wonderful city. I've been there. I have friends there. And uh, there are a lot of great people there. But (laughs) you've got to kind of be self-sufficient, too. How did you 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 manage to put that together without, you know, without giving away a lot of personal secrets? uh, Just the the professional ones. Right. You know, yeah, it's very true. You know, moving to Nashville, you know, it is expensive. Um, so you do have to be very mindful of your money for sure. And I found that sure. out very quick after moving here. Um, but, you know, I I worked really hard in high school and college, and I always had a job while I was in school. So I was very smart and saved up. Um, and that has definitely helped me as I have moved here. And obviously, I have a very supporting husband who is here with me in Nashville, um, and we both have very good jobs on the side of me doing music. So, you know, we've been doing okay, you know, even though we're going through a really tough time right now. Um, I also have a job in healthcare, so I still have my job, and my husband has a job in healthcare, and so we're actually okay right now. So we are very fortunate um, to still have our jobs right now. Wonderful. And that is, that's very important. The fact that you were able to have jobs when you got there so that you could be self-sufficient. Have you made any any good, have you made any real good contacts since you've been there? Yes, I have. Um, I've actually became very good friends with a songwriter. Her her name is Jody Scott and she's been in the music business for a long time. And I actually knew her through a family friend um, and she has been absolutely great since I've gotten here. She really welcomed me with open arms when I moved here, and I've met up with her many times, and we've talked music, and we actually co-wrote a song together uh, that I actually sang at my own wedding. So that was, that oh, was wow. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously uh, my producer, his name is Brian Cole, and he lives in Pittsburgh, and he is just an absolutely wonderful man. Um, he has just done so much for me since I have moved here. And then also, you know, I've met some songwriters along the way, guitarists. And so, you know, I've, I've been doing okay. I'm, I'm starting to kind of figure out Nashville and really see what the scene's all about. And I've really been connecting with people. Fantastic. That, that is, it's good that you're making those connections and it's even better that they are good strong connections that you're comfortable yes, with. You like the people, you're working well together, and that bodes very well. I did pick up on one thing. You said you sang this song that this uh, this person had helped you write at your wedding. Uh, does, are, are you saying that you're a, a relative newlywed still? Yes. I got married about How five long? months ago. Oh, oh congratulations. Yes, I, got, I got married in October of 19. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Now, did you did you get married in Nashville or back in Nebraska? Back in Nebraska, yes. All right, I was I was yeah. wondering because I had. Go ahead. Yeah. 
No, I was just uh, I was just saying I'm wondering. Go ahead. They want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when when I got engaged, you know, everyone said, "Oh my gosh, are you going to get married in Nashville, or are you going to get married in Nebraska?" And I said, "I have to be in Nebraska. That's where my family's from." Sure. So you know, I didn't want everybody traveling here when it made more sense for two people to come to 400 people. So right, you know, exactly. And before yeah, we run out so, of time here, I want. Before we run out of time, I want to give you a chance to tell the folks how they can find you online so they can get in touch with you, follow your career, follow your music, and uh, and buy your music, too. Absolutely, yes. I am on um, various social media outlets, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and everybody can find me at at Savannah underscore Nider. And then I also have a music website that's called savannahnidermusic.com. So I hope that people can start following me and really, really start following me everywhere. Okay, and sometimes it's hard to tell uh, words and names that you're not familiar with just hearing them on the air. So your last name is Nider. Would you spell that for them, please? Yes, it's N-I-D-E-R. Okay, N is in Nancy, I-D is in David, E-R. Yes, perfect. Great. Great, thank you. That way it makes it easier for them. I know I've had to do that sometimes. I'll get a representative a call me and say, hey, check out this artist. And I get online and say, how do you spell that name? Of course, right. what's, worse is, right. what's worse is when they give me one I can't pronounce, then it's a real right. problem when you get them on the show. But that's, that's right. Okay. How about your music now? Obviously, that's what it's all about. And I love the anthemic approach you have to we are us that's that's something that uh, i think the more it gets heard the more plays it's going to get because it is it's just one of those motivational songs and it's a good one too it's not just something you obviously just threw together to make an anthem out of it it's a it's a uh, it's a song that, that really moves you and i was wondering tell us if you would please about this other song we're going to play which is uh, something a little bit different. It's called Terror in Disguise. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Terror in Disguise was one of those really fun, um, really fun, kind of kind of a mysterious um, pop song, and I just really liked, I just really liked the sound of it, and I thought it really, really fit my voice. Um, it's a little bit different than Wear Us. Uh, obviously, Wear Us is a lot of more motivational, um, but Terror in Disguise is kind of that fun, um, kind of upbeat, mysterious song. It kind of reminded me of like a Kelly Clarkson song or um, mm-hmm. something like that, and I just really, really liked the beat of it, and I thought it was a super fun song. I really, well, really Michael, enjoyed cutting that song. Uh, well, we're going to enjoy listening to it, and Michael at MTS, who pointed you in our direction, uh, also told me, and uh, he's a great guy to work with, at least from our standpoint. He's brought us some great artists, yourself included, and they've all been really good people we've enjoyed having on the show, in addition to being able to play their music. And he told me, I hope this isn't a, uh, you know, I hope, well, I was going to say, I hope we're not letting the cat out of the bag, but I do. We like to break sneak previews, too. And I'm told this is a sneak preview. This hasn't even been mastered yet. This is very true. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Most probably, for the first time in the world, this is Savannah with Terror in Disguise.
That's Savannah and Terror in Disguise. You heard it first right here on the David Bowers Awards. As a matter of fact, you heard it at the beginning of April of 2020. For those of you listening in the future, thank you so much. We look forward to hearing from her again. And uh, I do think, I do believe you're going to be hearing a lot more from Savannah. We want to thank our listeners, and we also want to thank some of the good people that help us keep this show on the road, and that one is Mary Perry, who's an accredited disability representative in Rochester, New York, who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ, FM 106.3, our flagship station back there in Rochester, all the good folks up there, and uh, while you're at it, If you're online checking out Rochester Free Radio, check out Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Rochester Free Radio. You'll find them online, rochesterfreeradio.com. John Bon Jovial, what say you in the break here? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm kind of looking forward to our next guest. Savannah was great. I love Savannah. God, that girl can sing. Wow, she's got such a great voice. And, and not to belittle her in any way, shape, or form, but I am so excited about our next guest. And this is, what, the second or third time that we've had him on. Uh, yeah, and, it's at least the second. Yeah, I, I and, don't know um, how many. but And Mr. Tommy James of Crimson and Clover fame and, and, and Moni Moni and other great hits. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's, I'm so looking forward to, to saying hello to him and talking to him. And I know yeah, he's we, sitting there in the green room right now saying, shut up. Come on, let's get to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And we've been trying for quite some time to get the schedules worked out so that we could have this gentleman back on the show again, because he is such a, uh, such a major music figure. He is a classic, uh, pop rock and roll artist. He's a legend from 60s and 70s rock, and he's here with us today. This, you mentioned Moni Moni, John Bon Jovi. This is the song that Tommy James said he should have followed up Moni Moni with. Here he is, Tommy James. It's called Hey Saloni.
And ladies and gentlemen, our next guest standing by, ready to go. So let's bring on the one, the only, Tommy James. Tommy, how are you? Well, I'm great. Great talking with you. Oh, great having you back. It's been entirely too long. So happy to have you here. And I understand you've got a bunch of stuff going on, and we want to get right to it so that we cover everything. The first thing I wanted to ask you about, I understand that you have signed a a new name on the movie project, Me, the Mob, and the Music, from your book of the same name. Right. Well, you know, it's been a, been a long time in the works, and with the, it's fascinating watching the whole crew come together. Uh, our director, uh, Kathleen Marshall, uh, has just come on board, and of course you know that the movie is being produced by Barbara DeFina, who produced Goodfellas and Casino, right. and oh, just a whole string of great movies, and so she uh, is producing our film as well, and Kathleen Marshall is going to direct, and Matthew Stone has done the screenplay. So uh, they are literally casting as we speak, and uh, it's really incredible watching it all together. This is the first time I've ever been involved this closely in, in a project like this. And uh, so it's really, uh, it's really fascinating watching it happen. Oh, I can really believe it is. And from having read the book a couple of times, I am excited as hell to see this come to fruition because it's with, especially with the people you've got on board, it is going to be, uh, well, to borrow a, a phrase from your book title, one hell of a ride. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. But I got to ask you the question everybody wants to know. Who's sure. going to play Tommy James? Oh, boy. Well, see, this is... They, that is the first one they started casting, and I can't, we're 90% sure, and I'm not allowed to go ahead and say, I'm just not allowed, I'm going to have to let the grown-ups do this. Uh, <laughs> the, the character playing me is going to be a, a great talent and uh, a super individual, I, that's all I can tell you right now. Uh, then after, after that is definitely put to bed, then they're going after the Morris Levy character, who was the head of Roulette Records, mm-hmm. and uh, really the star of the show, <laughs> as far <laughs> as I was concerned. Um, it's going to be fascinating with the with uh, Morris Levy, the Morris Levy character. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun watching these people. Um, the team that was up at Roulette, but essentially the story, of course, is about uh, my tumultuous and scary relationship with Roulette Records, the uh, label I had most of my hits on. Right. And the reason, of course, it was scary and tumultuous was because in addition to being a, a functioning record company, which they were, and a really good indie label, they were also a front for the Genovese crime family in New York. Right. So, um, you know, Watching the the central characters come together is very important because it was like a little family up there, literally. Right. <laughs> and uh, and in more ways than one, I guess you could say. Well, that's, and, that's uh, one of the things I wanted to mention because I am really looking forward to that as an integral part of the movie. Watching the relationship with you and Morris Levy develop and how it progresses and where it goes, because of course. The, the story is in the book, and you've talked with me about this, and uh, I, I think that's a 
fascinating and uh, really I think aside from your music and career I think that is the focal point of the entire story you're absolutely right and uh, uh, that's why it's so important that those two characters work well together you know like it really happened and um, uh, I don't know just it's it's a very human story it's almost like an abusive father-son relationship and uh, so it's very important to get all that uh, in these two characters. So they're really, um, they're really looking at all of those little nuances to make sure that everything's right. Right. And uh, it, it's just so exciting just thinking about this because, well, you know the uh, popularity and demand for mobster movies in this country. And I mean, I mean, they're America's cowboys, really. Right. And, you, put, uh, you put the mob and rock and roll together, and it's an amazing package. It's an unbeatable story. And then with the crew you've got working on it, I mean, the, the director and the rest of the uh, production crew, it's, uh, I can't wait, really. I really well, can't I wait. Well, I feel the same you. way. And thank you for the nice plug. I appreciate I, it. Absolutely, and I hope that you come by and uh, stop with us and talk about it when it does come out. And look oh, definitely. It. We're looking at it probably another 18 months. Right. Uh, you know, that's just the speed at which things happen, you know. It's amazing to me, frankly, uh, that any movie ever gets made. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> there are so many moving parts, you know. And one of the, one of the most... Uh, 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 fascinating and sometimes exasperating things is that everybody has a schedule. So as all these technical people come on board, uh, the the job of the producer is to is to pick a time when everybody can get together at exactly the same time and make it happen. Uh, what an amazing job um, Barbara Defina has producing because. Mm -hmm. uh, it really is, as I say, so many moving parts and everything has to work together at the same time. It is. It's, it's amazing. And uh, I, I really envy you being a participant in it. Uh, it's, it's just fascinating. I want to move along before we sure. run out of time because there's so much to talk about. Uh, you've got so many things going on now. I also uh, wanted to touch base and give you a chance to plug your Sirius XM show. Sure. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, my show on Sirius XM on 60s on 6 is uh, every Sunday uh, from 5 to 8 Eastern time. It's called Getting Together. And, um, you know, we play, we, of course, play a lot of 60s hits, but we, the, the whole philosophy of the show basically is that so many songs and so much music was created in the 1960s that no one ever got a chance to hear mm -hmm. because there just wasn't room for it on the charts there there wasn't room for it on radio there wasn't room for it um, uh, anywhere you know in the trades anywhere because there was there were so many artists making music so um, we get a chance uh, in addition to the hits to play a lot of songs that should have been hits Mm -hmm. And that we feel really deserve a second look. You wouldn't believe so. a lot of big artists who had records that just never went anywhere because they either didn't have the right distribution or they just sort of got uh, shouted down by uh, other acts that were 
bigger than they were, you know. Well, I, and so great, we get a chance to play that stuff. Right. We had a great example of that here. Uh, the uh, unfortunate loss of the uh, founding member of the Kingston Trio, Bob Sheen. Uh, oh, they, yeah. got, they found a uh, whole bunch of his stuff that he did and released an album last year, Bob Shane's Simple Gifts, which is... Is that uh, right? I love Bob Shane. I lo yeah. And all the Kingston Trio. So what, a, what an incredible... You should, you should check this out if you haven't already. The album is Bob Shane, Simple Gifts, The Lost solo sessions, stuff that he recorded back in the 60s after he oh. left the uh, trio. So you, you check that out. It's a very interesting yeah. and uh, different sound. Bob Shane, as you kind of haven't heard him before. John Bon Jovi, I want to get you in here because I know you've got a couple of things you'd like to talk about. Well, sure. And and Tommy, I mean, God, it's always such a gas to have you on the show. It really is. Because uh, I get to tell people, uh, you know, well, <laughs> hey, guess who I talked to today? <laughs> Uh, but well, thank you. How you doing? Doing all right. Uh, you know, we're just we're we're just trying to avoid the germs like everybody else is right now. Yeah. Where we are we are living in extraordinarily strange times, my friend. We we really are. For sure. Uh, you know, look, I I know that we're all about the same age here, and I I know that I've never ever seen anything like this before. This is just crazy. No. But look, no, I, and I, I no no go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that. Uh, um, you know, music is a great healer, and I, I, if, if, if I, one of the things we're stressing on our show is that it's so important that we uh, uh, just keep a cool head going through all this because we're we're going to be fine. We're going to we're going to make it through this, yes. and we're all going to do it together. It's going to be you know. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I know it sounds cliche-ish, but we'll come out the other end of this, and we'll be stronger for it. And, Absolutely. And, and hopefully it reminds me of World War II. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. How the country sacrificed and people did for each other. People came and so together. Yeah, and, exactly. And, ho and hopefully, just as you say, there, there will be less, you know, less uh, divisiveness in the country. Uh, people will come together yeah. and realize, okay, fine, you're a Republican. I'm a Democrat. It doesn't matter. We're all, you know, we're, we're all here. Let's take care of each other. That's a great uh, well, that, point. Was the, that was the whole idea. The the different political parties. The basis of it is just different attacks, different angles on the same problem. Two different perspectives of how to do the best for America, and it's gotten so partisan that it's insane. But uh, before we run out of time, and I'm not going to worry too much about time because hey, if we run over, we run over. We it's run my over. show. Doesn't I'll matter. make time. <laughs> but before we let you go, Tommy, I got a. Uh, I got a hint from a little birdie who will uh, remain anonymous, but she's a great help at uh, at putting together some of these interviews, like especially yours. I uh, got a tip that there is a uh, new something coming out that is kind of unreal, and uh, it is a project of yours. I understand it's uh, been germinating for quite some time. Well, that's and, true. And uh, I wish you'd tell us about it, because sure. we like to scoop the listeners. Well, as you know, we have a, a new album out. It's called Alive, and that's been out for a couple of months now. And uh, we're we're really happy. To, it's my first studio album in over ten years, so we're really happy, happy that that's, that's come out. But we're we also happy to do I've a been review for that. Well, great, thank you. I've also been. Uh, you know, because the, the way to go now, believe it or not, according to all the experts, I don't know if I'm ever going to do another album, is to just release singles and release them in clusters mm -hmm. and get them out there uh, digitally first 
And uh, so that's what we've done. And uh, we're releasing actually three singles, one of them from the album, which is uh, a new version of Dragon the Line, which is, oh, it's on YouTube. It was uh, out as of last month. Mm -hmm. And then as of uh, right now, we're releasing two other singles. One is, a, it's called, one is called Hey Salone, which is a cover of a song uh, that was recorded in the 60s and probably would have been the follow-up to Moni Moni if I had known about it back in the 60s. And the second one is a song uh, which is a combination of two of my favorite classic rock songs, Sunshine of Your Love uh, by Cream and Cinnamon Girl by Neil Young. You right. just wouldn't believe how well they work together. Um, the two riffs just work together like a hand in glove. And uh, they're in the same key and the same tempo. And so we, we did the old Mitch Ryder uh, ploy of putting two, cl two classic rock songs together. And it's called Cinnamon Sunshine. And uh, hope you dig it. I can't wait to hear it. And we're going to hear it in uh, just a couple of minutes. As soon as we finish talking with you, we're going to turn it on and let the listeners hear it for themselves. I've also heard your... Uh, the, the other song that you mentioned, uh, I don't remember exactly the title. I don't have it there in front of me. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, an automatic follow-up to Moni Moni, without doubt. Yes. <laughs> and we're really excited to play this because as we speak right now, I have not heard Cinnamon Sunshine yet. I will be getting a uh, digital copy shortly, which we will oh, have inserted into the show when, we, when it airs in, uh, I believe it's going to air... Uh, the weekend of April 5th, so uh, we can all look forward to that. I want to thank you so much for coming and spending time with us. Great talking with you, David. Our pleasure. Give the, uh, give the folks one last shout-out as to how they can find you, how they can contact you, follow you, get your music and everything. Well, sure. Of course, we're, we're all over. Uh, uh, we're, we're online everywhere, but the, the bottom line is you can come to our Facebook page, just Tommy James and the Shondells, or you can come to TommyJames.com uh, online and see what we're doing. And we've, uh, unfortunately, a lot of our concerts this year got canceled. I don't know how far that's going to go. I don't know if it's going to be for the rest of the year or not. But at any rate, uh, you can come see where we're going to be working and uh, everything we're up to. Last quick question. You gave me a you gave me another question to sneak in here. Any chance you'll be doing some uh, some live stream concerts to make up for the live ones that aren't going to happen? I'd say that's probably a a, a, a good bet. Um, we're going to be rescheduling, and we're going to be uh, uh, you know moving dates around. So uh, things are going to change from our original schedule, but uh, we will be back. Well, be sure and let us know because we want to get the word out there. Tommy James, thank you so much once again. Come back and see us soon, you hear? Thank you so much, David. All the best. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the new track from Tommy James, Cinnamon Sunshine. It's getting it all 
Wow, there you go. That's Tommy James and his latest called Cinnamon Sunshine, a uh, 2020 mashup, or for you old-timers like us, uh, it's another it's another squeezed together like Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels did way back when, long ago in a galaxy far away. Check him out. Get Tommy's new album. It's called Alive. We want to thank Tommy James and also Savannah for being on the show and giving us some great music today. Y'all be safe, stay healthy, listen to the directives in your state and area, and stay home. Which brings me to the point, John Bon Jovial, I think it's time you took us home. Well, I'd be glad to drive, David. Thank you very much. I think I should take us home. The David Bowers Awards, that's what you're listening to, is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in gorgeous Tempe, Arizona. We are available for free on most major streaming services, and you can follow the David Bowers Awards on Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course 
Facebook. Join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFC-FM 106.3. That's Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and uh, 6 to 7 p.m. UTC. Until next week for the David Bowers and Nick the Geek, our marvelously geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the legendarily lovable John Bon Jovial, repeating what David just said to you. Wash your hands, folks. Stay out of those crowded places, and let's just wait it out. We're all going to be okay. So we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.